Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Errol Flynn, Nan Gray, Jane Wyman, Alan Hale. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you once again to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, you'll hear Errol Flynn, Nan Gray, Jane Wyman, and Alan Hale in Allergic to Ladies, an original screenplay by Eleanor Griffin and William Rankin. Say, Roger. Yes, yes, Errol? I don't think I'm the right type to play the part of Danny Clark, the confidence man, the slick thief. Well, I'll help you get into the mood, Errol. Uh, steal my watch. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Oh, go ahead. I won't look. No, 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 Roger. No, I couldn't. Well, why not? Well, I've already done. Oh. oh, well, now that you're in the mood, let's go again, ladies and gentlemen, with Allergic to Ladies, starring Errol Flynn as Danny Clark, Nan Gray as Vivian, Jane Wyman as Jojo, and Alan Hale as Detective Tim Burnett. I'll play the part of Max, Danny's lawyer. Frank Tours gives the downbeat to Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra, and we're off. has proved beyond a shadow of a reasonable doubt that the defendant, Danny Clark, is a menace to the Commonwealth. We have shown how he fleeced this poor, honest gold-mining speculator out of $100,000. Society must be protected from Danny Clark, this human vulture, this swindler, this, this common thief. Are we going to walk the streets all night? Ah, for $10,000 bail, I got a right to walk the streets. Listen, Max, forget you're my lawyer and give me your honest opinion. Do you think I'll beat this rap? Well, it looks bad, Danny, unless we can get an angle. The only sure bet is to appeal to the jury's sympathy. Uh, tell me, have you ever done anything good? <laughs> well, have you? Give me a chance, Max, I'm trying to think. What about all them furs I bought Jojo last year? Uh, no, you better leave your girlfriend out of this. I don't think the jury would understand about Jojo. And now, if I could wave a gray-haired mother or a wife and a couple of kids in front of that jury tomorrow, say, we might even get the DA convicted of slander. And you expect me to get a wife and a couple of kids by tomorrow morning? Max. Okay, okay. It was only an idea, anyway. Too bad, though. It would have... Say, Danny, look in this photographer's window. Well, what is it? Look at the picture of this happy little group. Oh, say, she's a pretty good-looking to me, uh, girl. Yeah. Yeah, two nice-looking kids, too. Now, if you had a family like that, Danny, we'd have a case. We would, eh? Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Uh-huh. Hey. hey, hey, Danny. Now, Danny, put down that brick. Get away from that window. Oh, now, listen, Danny. I... Oh, gee, Danny, I didn't mean for you to do that. I was just talking. Well, stop talking and start running. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, 
was to protect my innocent wife and trusting little children. Here, look at that picture. See the love and the trust on their dear little faces. Well, perhaps I did wrong, but those little mouths were crying out for food. They needed bread. I know you'll understand, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be taking my back rent and no more of your fancy stories, Miss Clayton. Fancy stories? I don't quite understand, Mrs. O'Grady. I'm talking about all them lies you told me. About you not having any money. And about them two kids being your dead sister's children. Well, they are. Then just how do you explain this story in tonight's paper? Is your picture big as life? And the two children, too? Well, what are you talking about? Why, well, this is our picture, all right, but... Well, I don't know this Danny Clark... And I haven't got any money, Mrs. O'Grady. More lies. Then you can get out. Right now. Bag, baggage, and kid. Mercy of heaven. What's that? Helen. Helen, what's the matter? Bobby hit me on the foot with a hammer. Oh. Bobby, why did you hit your little sister on the foot with the hammer? Bobby. Why doesn't he answer me? Because I hit him on the head with it. Oh. Oh. Well, I never heard of such goings on. You'll pack and get out of my house this minute. You understand? This minute. Oh. Bobby. Bobby, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, thank goodness. I can take it. Say, Aunt Viv, what was Mrs. O'Grady yelling about? Oh, this newspaper says a certain Danny Clark, a notorious confidence man, has adopted us for a family. Got him out of jail and us into a spot. Is Mrs. O'Grady really going to put us out? I'm afraid so, Helen. Well, look, this Bruce adopted us. Has he got any dough? The newspaper says he stole $100,000. Say, that ain't hay. Why don't we all move in with him, Aunt Vivian? Oh, yes, but... Say, wait a minute. I think you've got something there, Bobby. If Danny Clark wants a family, why shouldn't he have one? Come on, darlings. Hurry and wash your faces and pack your things. We're going home to your new father. Why don't you understand? The whole thing was a gag. Ain't funny, McClark. Look, I haven't any wife and I haven't any kids. No, then who's that woman with them two kids whose picture was in the paper? Well, I don't know. I stole that picture out of a photographer's window. Hey, oh, here's, here's the apartment. Hey, driver, this is it. Wait a minute. Look who's parked on your front steps. Huh? Well, if it isn't that tired old detective, Tim Burnett, the poor man Sherlock Holmes. Jenny... Danny, that guy worries me. He's always tailing you. Ever since you printed that phony gold mine stock, he's sworn he'll put you behind bars. Ah, what's he got to kick about? He only bought 20 shares. Come on, get out. Hello, Danny. Hello, Jojo. I was just passing by. Yeah, it's the first time I ever saw anybody pick at a place without a sign. <laughs> Very funny. You know, Danny, it was quite a surprise to find out in court today that you had a wife and two kids. Wasn't it, though? Yes, where did you say they were? Oh, uh, didn't I say... Well, not yet. Well, they're in, uh, they're in Colorado. Yeah, 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 Houston. Houston? Colorado? <laughs> oh, Houston's her maiden name. She's, uh, she's visiting her mother in Denver, Colorado. You see, I write to her in care of Houston, Denver, Colorado. I see. 
Is she still there? Why, certainly she's there. She just sent me a telegram. I only got it ten minutes ago. Is that so? How long has your wife been away? Ah, why don't you stop playing information, please? Yeah. Look, Tim, Jojo and I have just gone up to the apartment for a drink. Why don't you join us? Wait a minute, Danny. Don't you know one of the first rules of the force is that we can't take a drink on the job? Oh, that's so. Well, that's too bad. Sorry, Tim. Oh, no, as long as you've talked me into it. Maybe I would come up for a minute. Home, Mr. Clark. Welcome me home. Uh, thank you, Wanton. Bring some drinks into the library, will you? My special stock. Oh, uh, 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 m- m- Mr. Clark. Yeah? What is it? She are here, Mr. Clark. Who are here? I mean, who is here? We're here, darling. Your wife and children. Surprise. I... Uh, oh. When well, your mouth is open, Danny. Come, come, children. Greet your father in your own little inimitable way. And go ahead now. Riggedy racks, riggedy racks. Father always wins. Riggedy racks, riggedy racks. Kick him in the shin. Oh, oh, Danny, don't make such a fuss about getting kicked in the shin. Wait a minute, Danny. Didn't you tell me that you received a telegram ten minutes ago and that your wife was in Colorado when she sent it? Well, I... Oh, uh, oh yes, wonderful things, those streamlined buses. Now, wait a minute, Danny. Oh, darling, why don't you tell the truth? You didn't want anyone to know I was coming home from uh, Colorado because you didn't want the newspaper men to hound me. Yeah. Yeah, sure, that's right. Well, it's very simple, isn't it, Danny? Yes, yes it, it is. is. I, uh, oh, oh, hello, Jojo, I almost forgot you were here. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, this is, uh, Miss Cl- uh, Mrs. Clark, uh, darling, I want you to meet Jojo, my secretary. Hmm, I wondered why your letters all had one syllable word. Oh, but come, uh, let's have some refreshments. <laughs> Helen, what happened? Oh, Bobby threw the goldfish bowl at me. Oh! Come here, Bob. Bobby, put down that vase. Oh. She started it with a bow and arrow. She shot me in the vestibule. In the... <laughs> Why, that arrow couldn't hurt a fly, son. Oh, shut up, you big ape. Why, you... Oh, he's cute, isn't he? <laughs> now, son, you mustn't talk that way to your father. And I always say, spare the rod and spoil the child. What? You want me to pull a rod on a kid that size? <laughs> oh, don't be silly. I'll handle this my own way. Come here, you little rascal. Take that. Oh, and oh, that, and that. Oh, you shouldn't God. have lost your temper. Well, he deserved it. <laughs> Guess I know a thing or two about raising children. I've taught that little rascal a lesson he won't soon forget. Oh, yeah! Pick me up, Jojo. Think this thing over. <laughs> So the gulf curtain falls on Danny and Act One. While Danny's busy thinking things over, a young man walks up to your gulf microphone and offers you a little food for thought. Start offering, bud. The recent cold wave that swept the country caught thousands of motorists asleep at the switch. Lots of us woke up and found that we had a hard time starting our cars or that our radiators were in danger of freezing. So if you haven't yet prepared your car for winter, get gulf winter guard service the first thing tomorrow. Because Gulf Winter Guard Service gives you real cold weather protection. When you get Winter Guard Service, your Gulf dealer fills your radiator with a permanent type antifreeze that can't boil away. He uses special lubricants in your transmission and differential that keep the gears working freely and easily. 
You'll gulf flex your chassis so that your car will ride quietly and smoothly. And finally, you'll fill your gas tank with Gulf No-Knox gasoline and your crankcase with winter-grade Gulf Pride motor oil. And believe me, with the new stepped-up Gulf No-Knox and free-flowing Gulf Pride, you've got a gasoline and a motor oil that work hand-in-hand to give you the last word in quick starting. So don't delay. Stop at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc tomorrow and laugh at winter with Gulf Winter Guard Surface. Now the curtain rises on the second act of tonight's Gulf Screen Guild comedy, starring Errol Flynn as Danny Clark, Nan Gray as Vivian Clayton, Jane Wyman as Jojo, and Alan Hale as Detective Burnett. It's three weeks later. Danny Clark's adopted family is still in full possession of his apartment, and Danny is wondering if it wouldn't have been better to have gone to jail in the first place. Daily, his life has been made more unendurable by the pranks of little Helen and Bobby, and he's finally decided he can't stand anymore. As our scene opens, Danny is on his way to his apartment, resolved to tell Vivian that she and the two children must go. Whistling gaily, he opens the front door, walks briskly down the hall, starts down the steps to the sunken living room, and trips on a toy train that is parked in the middle of the city. Tom. Yo, 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 Mr. Clark. Pick me up. Yo, Mr. Clark. Hold on, I'll be. Oh. I didn't mind the glue in my shaving cream. I even smiled when the little dears put the number of my room on the elevator shaft. But this is the end. One ton, where's Mrs. Clark and those two little clucks? Your little clucks playing in slate. Missy Clark on Tellus, leading book. Well, okay, Wonton. Go upstairs and pack Mrs. Clark's things. Every one of them. No, no, but Missy... No, uh, do as I tell you. I'm going out to tell her the glad news. Oh, hello, Danny. Mr. Clark to you. As you wish, Danny. Now, look here, Miss Clayton. I know the blackmail racket from A to Z, and I'm ready to pay off. I don't quite understand. How would you like to get 2,000 cash right on the line and a railroad ticket to a Shangri-La? <laughs> So you think I'm a blackmailer? Well, what do you think? I had you spotted right from the first. Oh, of course. You see right through everything. No one could hope to put anything over on you, could yes, they? Yes, and I know the score. By the way, not that it matters. Where did you hire the props? Props? Those two brats. Oh. Well, believe it or not, Mr. Clark, they happen to be my sister's children. Oh, that's a pretty fast answer. I suppose I should really give you a big laugh by telling you they're awful. Oh, take it easy. That's laying it on a little thick, don't you think? And, of course, it would be quite unbelievable to say that I've been trying to take care of them and that jobs are scarce and we were a month behind with our room rent. Look here. Are you kidding, or are you? Why, of course. Isn't it the funniest thing you ever heard? You adopted us publicly to save your skin and, and our landlady believed the newspaper story and put us out. Well, why don't you laugh, Mr. Clark? Well... Hilarious, isn't it? Listen, why didn't you say something about this before? For the very good reason that you never thought to bring up the subject. Everything's a racket to you. And you sized us up and put us in our proper file. And why disillusion such a smart man? I I guess you think I'm pretty much of a heel. Oh, Danny, 
Why did you ever steal that $100,000? I didn't steal it. I was innocent. I was acquitted, wasn't I? Besides, the judge made me give it back. <laughs> the next jury may not be so tender-hearted, Danny. Oh, don't you realize the danger you're in? Doesn't it worry you that Detective Burnett's always hanging around and that he follows you all over? Hey, wait a minute. Does it worry you? Well, no, but you don't want to go to jail, do you? Would you care if I went to jail? Oh, whether I'd care or not has, has nothing to do with it. Oh, yes, it has. Gee, Vivian, I... I guess I have been an awful heel. I just didn't understand. I haven't known many people like you. Danny, I, I am worried. What if Burnett should find out you haven't got a wife and two children? Do you know that this is the first time in my life anyone worthwhile worried about me? I like it. I guess I like it so much that if ever I get out of this mess, I'm going to show you that I can do something else besides work a racket. What do you think of that? I think it's wonderful. But uh, what about Jojo? Oh, don't worry about her. I'll see Jojo this afternoon and tell her it's off. Girl, bags all the pack, Mr. Clark. Bags all the pack. Well, unpack them. Huh? And stop staring. Well, you see, it's this way, Jojo. Did you get that scheming dame out of your apartment yet? She's not a... No, I didn't. As a matter of fact, she's still there, Jojo. I moved out. Say, listen, you wouldn't be trying to double-cross me, would you? Why, Jojo, of course not. Oh, no, 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 don't. No, don't tickle me. No, stop. No, Jojo, take that gun out of my ribs. Now, why is that dame still there? Well... Well, you see, I had to let her stay in the apartment because because I couldn't buy her off. Oh, yeah? Why not? Well, because I didn't have enough dough. She asked for 50000 50000 Well, that's what I said. Hey, do you know who those kids are? No. They're the smartest crooks in the business. Them kids? Well, sure. Kids? They're midgets. Why, that... <laughs> midgets? Sure. Oh, Danny... Danny, let you and me go to South America. Oh, no, no, I couldn't do that. Why not? Well, they, they may call my draft number. <laughs> now, look, George, all right? Jiggers, jiggers, Danny. Here comes that dick. Well, well, well. Hello, Danny. Hello, Tim. I, I was, was just, just passing, passing by. Yeah, yeah, I, know, yeah I know, so do I. Danny, you know, it is funny my seeing you here. I was telling the missus about you and the kids and your lovely wife. And she was saying as how she'd like to meet with such a happy family. She was? Well, that's fine, Tim. You'll, you'll have to come up to dinner some night, sir. Delighted to have you. Yes, sir. Any night you say. All right. Tonight. Uh... Well, that flat foot ought to show up before long. Say, does the uh, salad fork go to the right or the left of the plate? The left. Oh, thanks. You know... I was just thinking. What, Danny? Well, I was just thinking if we were really married and I'd just come home from work, this is just about what I'd be doing, helping you set the table, wouldn't it? Home from what kind of work? Oh, I've been looking around. Say, tell me, do you think I could sell real estate? I think you could sell anything. Yeah. You know, you're swell to help me in a spot like this. I don't know what to say. Don't say anything. I want to help you, Danny. Well, this is the night that'll tell the story. If we can fool him tonight, then he'll let up on me and I'll be in the clear. I know. We've got to fool him, Dad. We've got to. Here's some more potatoes, Mrs. Renee. Thank you. By the way, Mrs. Clark, knowing Danny for so long and never meeting you, I sometimes wonder what part of the country you come from. 
Are you a local girl? Well, yes and no. What do you mean, yes and no? Well, you have to live in some places 200 years before you really belong. While in California, you're a native when you've been there 24 hours. <laughs> oh, you're right, my dear. Absolutely right. Thank you, Mrs. Burnett. Oh, my. This looks wonderful, Mrs. Clark. What is it? Well, taste it and see if you can guess. You know, Tim, Vivian and I were school day sweethearts. As we grew up, we lost track of each other. Then, ten years later, we met and fell in love all over again. Baloney, isn't it, dear? I, <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> where, were you, where were you married, Danny? Uh, we were married in Mexico, a little town called uh, Chianita. Chitawata? Yeah, the very next week came the revolution. Yes, the rebels burned down the courthouse. That's why we have no record of our marriage. Oh, what a pity. Uh, just where is Chitanita? Oh, well, that's what Danny meant by the revolution, Mr. Burnett. It was wiped right off the map. Yeah. Climate was so bad in that place, why, they didn't even bother to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks, Wonton. Tim and I have been married for 15 years. Oh, we had such grand plans. We were going to have four children. Well, I'm sorry your plans didn't work out, Mrs. Burnett. Uh, How many children do you have? Eight. (laughs) Mrs. Clark, where are your children? I'm just dying to see the little darling. Oh, they're upstairs in their playroom. Oh, I'd love to meet them. (laughs) Call them down, Danny. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. They're probably asleep. Oh, go on and call them. Okay. Oh, Bobby, Helen. Are you calling us, dear father? Dear... Uh, yes, Bobby. Come down and bring your little sister with you. Seth? Come right in here, children. Good evening, Pater. Good evening, Mater. Oh, children, this is Mr. and Mrs. Burnett. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Burnett. (laughs) You little darlings. Oh, I'm sorry you were taken away from your play. I didn't mind, Mrs. Burnett. We were playing Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette? Yes, Mrs. Burnett. Bobby built a guillotine and wanted me to stick my head in it. (laughs) What an imagination. That should be fun. Not with Bobby. (laughs) Come, come now, children. It's time for Betty. Run along now. Oh, I'll give you a smack on your face. Come on to bed, you little... I'll take it. Hello? Hello, Danny. Uh, this is Max. I just left Jojo, and she's as mad as a cat with its tail caught in a ringer. What are you talking about? Well, she said she got to thinking about what you were telling her in the park, and she figured out you were falling for the new dame. And she's on her way up to your apartment, and she set on spilling her works to the flatfoot. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, I knew it, Danny, but I couldn't stop her. Well, uh... So long. I'll be seeing you in court. Yeah, so long. What happened, Danny? What's terrible? Oh, oh, that football game tomorrow. The weatherman says it's going to rain. What did you say, Tim? Did I say anything? Oh, I thought you said you were leaving. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, it's getting late, you know. There's somebody at the door. Ah, what? The buzzer. Somebody's buzzing. Shall I open it myself? Oh, the... Oh, you mean the buzzer. Oh, we have that trouble all the time. Short circuit. The short circuit's banging on the door. <laughs> okay, Wonton, open it up. Hello. Thanks, Wonton. You can go back to your ancestors now. <laughs> oh, my, what a pleasant little group. And you're just the man I want to see, Mr. Burnett. Boy, you got something on your mind, finally? <laughs> you bet I have. Danny ain't married to that there Damon never was. And you know something else? Them kids ain't kids at all. What? They're elves. <laughs> what are you 
I am, a dumb cop? I've been after this guy for over a year. You think I'd let this little affair go on without investigating? Why, Tim, you mean you knew about us all the time? Why, of course I did. I went down to the city hall and looked through the records. And there it was, as big as life. Danny and Vivian Clark. Married June the 28th, 1932. What? What are you trying to hand me, Flatfoot? And incidentally, Miss Secretary, while I was investigating, I came across a little item about something that happened in Chicago about six years ago. I didn't have nothing to do with it. I just happened to be in the car with a guy sitting in front of the bank. You see, but all, all right, I... all right. <laughs> you just go about your business, and I'll just go about mine. Good night, Joe. Twice. Good night, you fathead. Tim. Yes, Danny. Gee, I don't know what to say. Oh, don't say anything. Just be sure to be down at the city hall tomorrow morning at nine. I talked to the clerk, and he'll be expecting you. Well, good night. Come on, Maggie. Good night. Oh, by the way, Danny, I'll be sending you a wedding present in the morning. Twenty shares of fake gold mining stock. We are, Clerk. We'd like to get married. Very well, very well. Uh, your name? Danny Clark. And yours, Miss? Yes, Vivian Clayton. Uh, where were you born, Mr. Clark? Lawrence, Massachusetts. Oh, uh-huh. You, Miss Clayton? Uh, Middletown, Indiana. Uh-huh. Bobby broke the ink bottle. You pushed me. It was hey, your fault. Hey, 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 you kids. Get out of here. This is the marriage license Oh, Oh, just a minute, Clerk. Those children are with us. What? Yeah, those kids are ours. Yours? Well, for heaven's sake, what are we waiting for? You take this woman for your lawful wedded wife? Yeah. You take this man for your lawful wedded husband? Yeah. With the powers invested in me under the laws of the state, section 448, article 392, I pronounce man and wife. Goodness. Thank you, Errol Flynn, Nan Gray, Alan Hale, and Jane Wyman. That was a splendid performance. And thanks to Sam Perrin for his radio adaptation. Oh, uh, say, uh, Errol, uh, could I ask you a question? Oh, a quiz, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm a slicker for a sticker. <laughs> Fancy stuff. Well, Errol, I, uh, I understand you're an expert swordsman. Is that true? Oh, far be it from me. But I am a fool for you. Well, Errol, would you, would you give me some lessons in swordsmanship? Sure. Suppose we say tomorrow. Oh, great. Uh, in my backyard, you bring the swords. Okay. You bring the first aid kit. Swell. <laughs> hey, hey, the what? The first aid kit. Oh, that's what I thought you said. Well, look, Errol, I, I just remembered I'm going to be busy tomorrow. I, I got to tell some people the fable about the stable. The fable about what stable? Well, you know, you heard about the man who put a big shiny padlock on the barn door after the horse was stolen. And, you know, that same fellow would probably wait until after his automobile refused to start to put in winter-grade Gulf Ride motor oil. Well, believe me, it's a lot easier to make that oil change right now before you get caught with a lot of trouble and perhaps a big garage bill. So why not drive around tomorrow to your neighborhood good Gulf dealers? He'll help prepare your car so that it starts easily no matter how cold the weather gets because he'll fill the crankcase with Gulf Pride, the motor oil that flows freely even at below zero temperatures. And the same Gulf Pride motor oil will protect your motor after it's warmed up. So don't delay 
Change to winter-grade motor oil right away and be sure it's winter-grade Gulf Pride motor oil. Then you and your faithful car can really laugh at winter. Now, folks, a word about next week's Gulf Theater production. You'll hear Marlena Dietrich and Fred McMurray in Desire, one of the most exciting love stories ever told, a story packed with thrills and adventure. Marlena plays the part of a fascinating jewel thief, and Fred McMurray, well, he's just a guy from Detroit, and what a guy. He takes one look at Marlena, and what do you think he says? But, but what do you think he says? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what he says. So be sure to hear Marlena Dietrich and Fred McMurray in the motion picture success, Desire. Remember, only the Gulf Theater brings you all your favorite stars because the Gulf Theater is the star's own theater. The motion picture people donate their talents to the Gulf Theater so that in return, Gulf can contribute generously to the motion picture relief fund, which is building a home to take care of the less fortunate members of the entire motion picture industry. Theater next week and hear Marlena Dietrich and Fred McMurray in the comedy romance Desire. Errol Flynn and Alan Hale are now shooting Footsteps in the Dark at Warner Brothers. Nan Gray can now be seen in Universal's A Little Bit of Heaven. Jane Wyman's latest for Warner Brothers Studios is Tugboat Annie. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.